We are continuing in our journey through Mesilas Yesharin. So we find ourselves today, Wednesday, the 3rd of Tishrei, the 28th of September. The Ramchal continues. We're going to, we're nearing the end of the first chapter of Pirkei So the Ramchal says, Klalo shall davar. The general rule is as follows. A person was not created ultimately again because of his life disposition or because of his situation in this world. Rather, again, a person was ultimately created to benefit from his position in the world to come. Now, the truth is, Ramchal has already explained this idea that since the entire essence of existence is to create a relationship and derive hanov, derive pleasure from a connection to Hashem, and ultimately again the true connection and the true the true devekus can only be established in the world to come. So the ultimate tachlis of one's life is actualized in the world to come. But of course, the only way to enjoy that relationship in olam haba is to work hard in Olam Hazeh through the cultivation of that relationship, through the performance of mitzvahs. So my entire purpose of my, of my existence in this world ultimately is to facilitate the elevated soulful existence in the world to come. Al-Kain, Tinsa, and, and again, I just want to point out, this is an incredibly important idea, because even though this is something that we all know, what Ramchal says is, if I accept the premise that life in this world is only, it's not an ends, it's a means, ultimately, to facilitate soulful and eternal connection with HaKadosh Baruch Hu in the world to come, it fundamentally changes the way I, I interact and my orientation with this world. He says, You'll find many times Chazal tried to frame this dynamic, and they say, Often this world will be described as a place of preparation, and the world to come ultimately again will be described as a place of rest, and ultimately again we'll, we'll see actually the metaphor that's often given is rest and eating. So this world is one of preparation, and the world to come is the place where one reaps the benefits of those preparation. So quotes over here from Pirkei Avos that this world is like an antechamber to the world to come, or it is today, i.e. in this world that we have the ability to perform mitzvot, but not in the world to come. Or, one who goes in and prepares on Friday and Erev Shabbos has the ability to eat on Shabbos. Or, the world to come is compared, excuse me, this world is compared to the, to the, to the, to the earth or to the land, and the world to come is compared to the sea. The idea being in this last, so again, in the first couple of metaphors, the idea is this world is an antechamber. So remember again, an antechamber, a hallway, is not purposeful in and of itself. It's only meaningful because it leads you to the intended destination, to the hall, right, to the, to the room. Uh, same idea, one who goes ahead and prepares on Erev Shabbos will eat on Shabbos. The goal is to eat on Shabbos. That's the goal. But in order to eat on Shabbos, I have to prepare on Erev Shabbos. This last one, if this world being compared to the land versus the world to come being compared to the sea. So this is really the idea that the sea often appears infinite. 
The world to come represents an infinite experience versus this world, which represents a limited and finite experience. Now, just, just to be clear, when Chazal give this imagery of this world being a preparatory stage or a preparatory step for the world to come, Chazal are not trying to diminish the importance of this world, just the opposite. In other words, obviously, the fact that I could only have a meaningful world to come Olam Haba experience is only if I maximize and utilize this world. Chazal are just trying to highlight for us where we choose to put our kohos, where we choose to invest our emotional, spiritual, and even physical and material resources, that so often we live life as if this world is the only thing, ignoring the fact that this world is only the antechamber, this world is only Erev Shabbos, whereas the world to come is Shabbos, the world to come is the great dining room, the great room, the dira. Amazing. He says, and the truth is, even logically, even logically, it doesn't make sense to think that this world is the ends. Right? It, it doesn't make sense that to think that the entire point of existence in this world. Because what is life in this world? He says, This is so profound. Is there any person who is truly happy or truly tranquil in this world? You may know how long does a person will live in this world? 70 years, 80 were 80 years, and those years are filled with adversity and difficulty. Life is filled with difficulty. So we don't have to get into tragedy right now, but life is filled with difficulty, sickness, illness, and, and adversity. The and what do you have at the end of all of the adversity and difficulty? Death. It's true. There are some outliers. There are some people whose life in this world is just perfect, wonderful, right? Absolutely no problems. And how long do they have in this world? At most, a hundred years? hundred? Vela old? Furthermore, if life was all just about this world, then why do you need neshama? Why do you need a soul? A soul which is so powerful, a soul which is so holy, a soul which is even greater than the highest of angels. Furthermore, I have this soul, which is incredible, wonderful, and holy, even better, even holier than Malachim, and that soul doesn't derive any pleasure from anything in the material world. He goes on, he says, that the soul is never satiated, never full. What does this mean? To what can this be compared? It can be compared to a villager who marries a princess. You know, this villager, this husband, tries to make his wife happy. So what does he do? He brings her every single physical delight that he could muster up. Here's the problem. Anything the villager is going to bring is clearly not going to satisfy the princess because she grew up in the palace. She's had every delicacy. She's enjoyed every piece of material wealth. So the marshal says so beautifully, the soul is like the princess. 
you're going to do for the soul? You're going to bring this whole, this physical pleasure, that physical pleasure, you're going to purchase this, you're going to buy that, you're going to go here, you're going to acquire this. For the soul, all of it is meaningless because the soul is chiseled out from the Kisiyah covered from the throne of Hashem. The soul itself is a spark of Hashem. So anything you want to try to give the soul that is material, the soul will say, ah, okay, not impressed, not impressed because the soul, again, is derived from such a heightened level of holiness. He goes on, Chaim Amru, so do Chazal say, You are created against your will, and you're born against your will. The Neshama doesn't really even enjoy this world. Sometimes the soul itself is repulsed by this world, because the soul sees human behavior. The soul sees our pettiness. The soul sees, ultimately, again, our fickle and unpredictable nature. Meanwhile, the soul, this is the same neshama that resided alongside HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and now is brought down into this world. And the contrast is so dramatic. Imkain, v'adai lo haya borei haborei isbarach b'riya l'tachlis shuneged chukav inimasimana ela so the point that Ramchal is trying to make in, in a very dramatic fashion is, why are we here? Why are we here? Remember, again, this goes back to what Ramchal said in the beginning of this chapter, that the fundamental question is, what is my obligation in this world? And although the answer to that question is different for each of us, at least on a general panoramic level, I'm here in this world ultimately, to create relationship with Hashem, to create a connection with Hashem, to enjoy and to benefit from that connection. Now it's true, the benefit and the joy of that connection could only be fully experienced in the world to come. But in order to experience it in the world to come, I need to maximize my my olam hazeh, my this world experience. And how do I do that? Ultimately through engaging in dynamic spiritual activity. And the Ramchal says it has to be that way. Because if you think the only other alternative is that I'm here in this world just to enjoy the world physically. And if all I'm here to do is to enjoy the world physically, then how does it work? No one really ever fully enjoys physically. Everybody has adversity. Everybody has difficulty. People don't live all that long. How long is a hundred years? We think a hundred years is a dramatic lifespan. What's a hundred years in the grand scheme of this world? Furthermore, again, I have a neshama, a spark of Hashem. So the neshama doesn't even gain any benefit from the physicality of this world. So if all life is about is just enjoyment of this world, why did Hashem have to give me such a precious religious, I should say such a precious spiritual treasure? Ella rather says that Amchal, it must be that what? Ella, I'm sorry. He says, um... I'm sorry. Rather, we go back to what we said before that the entire purpose of creation was for man to enjoy the world to come. The Alkane, Nitna Bo Neshama Zos, the Neshama is what ultimately enjoys the world to come experience. So again, the fact that I have a soul attests to the fact that I must have a higher calling and a higher purpose than just enjoying this world. So the soul ultimately only gleans full hana, full benefit and full joy when, when it gets to the world to come. But it can only do that if I maximize 
maximize my olam haba, my olam azeh, this world experience. The point that Ramchal is trying to make is it must be that there's something bigger to life in this world than just physical or material enjoyment. A, because we don't live that long. B, because no one has full tranquility or full simcha. There's always some adversity, some suffering. And C, because I have this thing called a neshama, a soul, which doesn't get any benefit from the physical and material aspects, just like the, the, the daughter, the princess who marries the villager doesn't get benefits from her. her husband's trying hard, it's very nice, but she's not going to get benefit from it. The soul doesn't get benefit from the material world. Elamai says Ramchal, and again, he'll drive home this point tomorrow, it must be that this world is not an ends, but this world is simply a means. This world is the hallway. This world is the Erev Shabbos, ultimately to prepare me and to ready me to ultimately get to the great room, to get to Shabbos. How? By the performance of themselves, by the creation of a relationship with Hashem, and by engaging in meaningful, dynamic living. I apologize, a little bit of a longer share today, but in Hashem, we will finish Parak Aleph tomorrow, wishing everyone a wonderful day.